You're listening to the Tall Car Podcast, presented by Walk Southie Films, where we talk about movies and some other stuff. Brought to you by Three Indie Filmmakers. I'm your host, Alan Martin. With me, as always, Scott Stafford. I've got a, I got a Grammy thought real quick. Oh my! As my roll right call. Out of the box. Yeah. Uh, what what do they call it? EGOT to get all of them to get Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Grammy has to be the easiest, right? Has to be. Yeah, has to be. Yeah. Like judging from who's winning them. Yeah, and and for right. I, I can't think of anybody. I watched a little bit of it last night, and I can't think. I don't recall them announcing anyone who hadn't won one. You know, it was like so and so. X amount of Grammy winner. Time winner, yeah. Yeah. So And, like, they said, you know, you two, uh, winners of 22 Grammys. I was like, that sounds impressive, right? Until I'm pretty yeah. sure they said Shaggy, eight-time Grammy winner. And I was Whoa, like, mm. Shaggy. <laughs> I was like, I feel like they're just handing those things out like candy. I mean, yeah. you know, because... That is an amount of Grammys for Shaggy. <laughs> I think that I feel like that's what they said. Uh, so anyway, that's my that's my hot Grammys take. Man, I, you could have went a lot of places with it. I wasn't. I didn't see the the controversy of Shaggy getting eight. <laughs> being where you'd go. Also with me, Todd Sheen. Hey, you know what? Why don't we just go ahead and rename it right now and call it the Yawnies. Sounds good. Scott, what else are we going to talk about today? <laughs> well, uh, first of all, uh, uh, we've got a five seconds later uh, recandle, but uh, he, he won one. He was nominated for five. Oh, uh, who was? Wow. Shaggy got uh, best. Scott Shaggy? Fake news. <laughs> See, but everything's got a category. He won best reggae album for Boombastic uh, in 96. Yeah. And like best, yeah, I'm still with you. Of those four Grammys, Grammys are the easiest to achieve. There are a million categories for yeah. Grammys. It's insane. Best pop yeah. collaboration with vocals. It was his one what? of his nominations. Uh, what are we talking about on this episode? Well, first of all, um, we'll do a little recap of last week. See what uh, if you all got any feedback on uh, um, Encino Man. And we've got some Marvel news a little bit, a little bit of Marvel news. Uh, We're going to talk uh, Riverdale for the first time on this show. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it. I want to play a game with you guys and see if you all can guess the normal jobs that uh, some former celebrities Mm. have. Mm, Jughead. uh, uh, Saw a lot of, I think we saw a lot of movies this weekend, so we'll probably get into that. Do a little 2018 preview. What can people look forward to? It looks like Alan might mentioned Andre the Giant, mm. and uh, a very oh, and a very very special uh, Force Watch might be coming up. We'll tell you who gets to pick the movies for us to watch. They're gonna put me in the movies. They're gonna make the big star out of me we'll make the film about a man that's sad and lonely and all i gotta do is act naturally hey everybody 
So we're in episode 48 here. And before we get going, can I give you all and the audience some advice? Please do. Y'all want some advice? Y'all want a pointer that I'll give you? They do. Here, here you go. As a person who works as uh, in the service industry and works with a lot of the public, let me give you a little advice. Do not, no matter what the circumstances are, walk into a place of business that is going to do a service for you and be sarcastic about how busy they are. <laughs> oh, it's not... Like, it's not going to go well if people are sitting in the office and you walk in <laughs> and say, boy, y'all real busy. <laughs> you all got it made. Y'all got it made. <sighs> because let, one of two things is it, it, there, you, there's one of two outcomes here. Okay. Number one, you don't know what they've been doing all day. They could have been working like slaves for six yep. hours and then you walk in the moment that they get caught up the first break they've taken all day they're sitting down for the first time and then you walk in and boy y'all got it made and then you look like a turd or they've been sitting there all day they're kind of worried about oh my gosh we're not busy we need business that's how we make money and then you walk in and kind of rub their face in it yeah make them feel which worse makes you look like a turd yes so don't what is the positive don't do it <laughs> Because they're getting ready to do something for you. Why would you make them upset? So as a person who has experienced this on the daily, I'm giving you all some advice. Don't do that. I'm going to guess that uh, somebody may have walked into a a uh, muffling establishment and, and every, done that. Every day. <laughs> every day. Wow. If you are sitting down, someone will come in there and act like a jerk about how you're not doing anything. Yeah, you, you don't like you're choosing. Yeah, don't sit down, man. For that's that's your first mistake exactly. right there. Exactly. So anyway, you need to go I, in there like to, the you need to go in there like Michael off of Phantasm, and bust out a wrench and get under a car and just yeah, <laughs> start working on some headers. <laughs> work on some work on some of those low lying headers. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So there's my hey, and it's a little public service announcement for for our loyal listeners. Uh, just Look, get that out of the way. If I may piggyback on that PSA of yours. Yeah, sure, please. If I may. You know, you're a service professional, uh, Alan Martin. Uh, I try. And, and and we appreciate that. We appreciate the hard work. And, you know, as as the person that you are in professional and personal circles, you are probably one of the many uh, – Many humans that wear underpants. Am I correct? I, I do wear underpants every okay. day. Every day, without every day. fail, right? Without, without fail. Yes. There's not a day goes by that you're probably not pantsing, right? True. Under under. So far, you're batting a thousand. Okay, good. Well, so this is one of those things. It's kind of like toothpicks. You know, you have to have them in your house. You have to have them. They need to be at the ready. So what? They need to be affordable, so you can have them at all times, right? And I, I've got a problem. And you know, I'm calling you out, Haynes, and BVD, and Fruit of the Loom, and Union, all of you. Um, mm. It's 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 too damn much. What you charging for a pair 
of underpants for a man that I mean, I'm not showing them to anybody. It's not like I'm running around and lounging around, walking in the backyard, showing off the neighbors what I got. So I'm what not, I'm hearing is Todd Shane is done wearing underwear. He's drawn a line in the sand. He is. He's finished buying and wearing underwear is what I'm hearing right now. All right. I, I, here's what I'm, I'm going to tell you, though. The, it, 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 it got close, let me tell you, because I had, I had underwear that had holes in all the wrong places. There were mm. danglies daily. Boy. Um, there was, I yeah, I mean, if I had, let's say I was walking around in just the underpants, then there would have been not there. They would not have done their job, which is coverage and a house. Mm. Uh, it would have been more like a house that, uh, a habitat house that has not been completed yet. And you're seeing stuff that, you know, you don't need to see. Right. And that's probably, that's, that's where it was headed. That's where it was headed. Mm-hmm. But I'll be honest with you. One of my one of my favorite stores is Ollie's Ollie's Discount Store. Yeah, um, Ollie's you can find them. I think there's one in Nicholasville. There's one in Richmond. There's probably in, they're probably in Frankfurt and everywhere else. Ollie's is what Big Lots used to be before Jerry Van Dyke, you know, became the voice of Big Lots, and then Big Lots said, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna pick everything up and organize it and clean it up. We're not gonna just throw it out there like you know your Aunt Myrtle." And it's just all everything's here and everything's there. There's no there's no rhyme or reason. Big Lots got too big for the, their their own pants and started doing their own good thing. Right. Ollie's says, you know what? We got a bunch of stuff, and it's you know it's we're gonna we're gonna discount it because we don't have anywhere to put it. Hey, and on that note, the organized way to put it. As 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 this but, train careens off the tracks. <laughs> I just want to remind everybody for the for the best movie podcast out there. I don't know why we're losing listeners. Please, please uh, remember to subscribe Same. so you can get this movie uh, podcast right. every week and and share with your friends. Talk our podcast on iTunes, everybody. Listen, I got a I got long story short or semi short. I got a I got a five pack. Of mm. white boxers that would make the guy in Fifty Shades of Grey envious for probably four bucks. Now that's what I'm oh, talking wow. about. I've got five pairs of underwear now, <laughs> and and they're not you know they're not ripping out at the seams after a month of wear. They're they're doing their job, and that that's what I'm talking about, man. man I'm not <laughs> I'm not going to Walmart. I'm not going to pay ten dollars and get three boxer pants. It's just ten I'm good minutes of underwear. Oh my gosh! Freak! I tell you, I'm just I am just so through. I am so through. I'm not even. I'm not even kidding here. I like what? also that Nobody. he started all this. With, with the uh, w- yeah. w- on the presupposition that he was somehow following up your point that, it, that he said okay. he wanted to piggyback, yeah, yeah, and somehow this tied into don't don't insult service professionals if they're taking a break. <laughs> when uh, I'm almost done wearing underwear, <laughs> underwear well, costs too much. Let, let me even, it does. At, even at Walmart. 
Hey, should we talk about some movies? I would love to talk about movies. He's not done, but I, I would really love to talk about movies. Let, let me let me end it by this by saying this. Oh my God! If I'm if I'm if I'm all right, I've got my underwear. Oh my! God. I don't have. I'm just gonna say of I course. don't have the money to pay. I don't have the money to pay for big underwear or more expensive underwear because I've still got to pay for toilet paper. And we all know what toilet paper does, right? We all know how expensive toilet paper is because you got to buy it. It's not like you can use the back of your hand. It's not, oh, you know, we're not talking about, you know, what is happening. Todd, what happened to you I'm today? I'm just saying. I, I'm just, I'm through with the whole What's thing. Happened? I'm just through with it. We're, we're just through with it. We're squarely focused on, on, on the nether regions right now. <laughs> maybe this well, is, maybe this is the new direction for the show. I, I guess don't... you gotta buy the toilet paper to keep those white boxer shorts. Really well. Yeah. Unless you got a bidet. Sorry. Hey, uh, how about some Marvel news, Scott? What do you okay. What do you think? I don't know how you transition from toilet paper to Marvel, but we'll do the best we can here. <laughs> well, did anybody get any feedback from the Encino Man episode? Actually, yes. I, I want to hear it, please. Yes, uh, it was good feedback. I got a couple of messages saying, love it when you all do these old movies I thought were good when I was a kid, and they're really not. <laughs> <laughs> well that's why we so, do it yeah exactly Good. i think that's exactly probably what we wanted to hear so, uh, yeah so a little follow-up on that uh and we our discussion about what happened to brendan fraser fraser went bankrupt um as you know because uh. we i do my research after the show right, it helps yeah. it helps yeah in 2013 uh he said he couldn't act as much due to a due to health reasons and couldn't afford his Get this, $900,000 a year child support. Goodness sakes. How many How many kids does he have? I think one. One? A thousand? <laughs> uh, so uh, don't get divorced out there, Hollywood actors, or get a better lawyer than Brendan Fraser. How about that? Golly, one kid, $900,000? Yeah, and when he have. Have low maintenance kids, maybe. So he went to court, right. and the reason this all came yeah. out is because he went to court to say he could. I can't afford it anymore. I've got bad health, which I'm sure is part of, you know, the the what what's going on with his physical appearance. But I, I can't act as much, so I've got to. We've got to change this nine hundred thousand dollar a year child support. Well, his ex wife sounds like a peach because she wasn't having it, and uh, didn't want to let him off the hook. So they went to court. She said, "No, no, you're going to keep paying." That almost a million dollars a year. A million dollars. He has three kids, so if that makes it any better, mm. three hundred thousand per. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that, well, that sounds more reasonable then. Right. So let's get off her back a little bit. Uh, I wonder what their underwear budget is. In Marvel news. Yes. Hugh Jackman uh, sat next to Sebastian Stan, none other than the uh, Winter Soldier at a Comic-Con of some sort, and not knowing what else to say to him, Sebastian Stan asked him about, hey, you going to be the Wolverine in some Marvel movies now that Marvel's taking over? And uh, from what he told Sebastian, Jackman maybe isn't necessarily done with Wolverine, he says. Um, mm. th thoughts on that? I could have told you that. I think it's time to be done. I think it is too. And you're you yeah. you you have been in the Jackman, uh, Jackman firmly, yeah, 
corner yes. on, on as Wolverine. I, I, even the movie when the movies are bad, he's he's pretty good in them. Yeah. Um. I, I, but I, he's fifty. <laughs> it's right. time. It's time for a fresh. And he just did Logan. Like he just did Old Man Logan. Yeah. And it's it, time for a fresh start on Wolverine. And go out strong. I mean, that's the only one yeah. of those movies movies that's worth a count at Absolutely. all. So uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. And and maybe he, I, I would guess, you know, maybe didn't even mean it to to old Sebastian Stan. Uh, so there's your Sebastian Stan news for the year. Yeah. Uh, uh, Gary Oldman. Thanks, Bass. Gary Oldman <laughs> says he's waiting for Marvel to call. His sons want him to be in a Marvel movie, and he's waiting for that call. How do we feel about what, that? How would you're the most familiar with the Marvel universe? How would you cast Gary Oldman in the Marvel universe? Uh, the easy one is to say villain automatically. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not going. You know, uh, whatever the Commissioner Gordon equivalent is, uh, mm-hmm. I automatically think villain and and give him a good one and out. Because uh, he is outstanding, and I would, whatever the case, I would be very tempted if I'm Feige to find him a good meaty role. It's like if he wa- if he wants to be in something, you know, I, I would sub him in for anybody. I I would take him as as Thanos uh, above. Yeah, Brolin. Yeah, Josh Brolin. Um, yeah. Speaking Ooh, of, isn't he Cable also? Yes, he is. He is Cable. How's he gonna do that? He can't get enough. <laughs> Can't get Good him. grief! Like you want all the villains? Just <laughs> let Josh Brolin do every villain in Marvel. <laughs> and I guess Cable is, is gray area, not necessarily a villain. He'll probably be a foil you of know, some sort. But that's what I figured by looking at the by looking at the poster. Which the poster is pretty cool. Okay, I don't Adam think I, poster. I don't think I've seen that. Or not the not the Adam and Eve poster. It's the Adam and God poster. You know where uh-huh. where Adam's reaching up to God and God's reaching. Yeah, the poster looks pretty cool. Uh, speaking of Thanos, the Russo brothers want Thanos to be this generation's Vader. Is it going to happen? Nope. Nah. <laughs> yeah, no. Especially with a, a CG character, right? I don't, I don't see that happening. Yeah, and it's just been too much. Like they, there's just been, there's already been too much. They feel like Vader was very complicated and and uh, had a lot of substance to him and they think Thanos is, is similar and they, they are hoping that for this generation's kid that Thanos will reach that level. And, uh, I don't think there's any chance of that. Um, no, you've already had like 18 villains. Like Vader was the villain, right? Yeah, exactly. You've already had too many and he's gonna, I mean, he's going to be another one right. at this point. He Thanos looks like a non bulimic avatar. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> That's 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 a pretty good call, and uh, so that's that's all of our Marvel news, actually. Well, light light on the Marvel news. And trying to trying to keep it fast, you know. People people don't want all Marvel all the time, but it's just it's just what interests me. Uh, but it's, speaking of comics, um, one little tidbit here. I, I feel like Todd's going to be excited about this. Mm. Is this a key? Is this a is this a Carl? Uh, uh, what is it, Charlton? <laughs> Charleston uh, comic? Yes, in, in, in fact it is. And uh, in our next episode, where we'll be, it's a Force Watch episode, we'll be talking about Reanimator, as you know, Todd, uh, Todd's selection for Force Watch. Uh, and in Reanimator news, uh, related news, Riverdale is going Lovecraft. Yeah. You, you like the sound what of that? World? <laughs> oh, man. Watch the you first... Know. First season of that? Absolutely not. Did you? 
Yeah, me neither. No, heck no. Uh, on, I didn't watch it. On a recent it. episode, they were hauling a box. Archie's hauling a box out of some ship, and it says, do not open Miskatonic University uh, via, mm. via HP Lovecraft polar Whoa. expedition it's stamped on the side of the box they don't make a big deal out of it but apparently the sabrina i guess the teenage witch uh that they're doing that is part of the riverdale uh universe on those cw shows is firmly set in hp lovecraft lore and so now mm. people are feeling like maybe the next uh, coming season of riverdale will be also doesn't that sound good well, explain for me. the casual listener what what you're talking about with Lovecraft. Uh, well, because I had to look it up when you all were talking about it okay. earlier. H.P. Lovecraft is some is a author from what time period? Todd, the 1920s. Turn, yeah, turn eight, turn of the century. Yeah, yeah I mean his yeah his all of his work. I mean, it was really noticed uh, posthumously by mm. him uh, for him because mm. he. He was he was he was basically um, not well to do at all, and had had a lot of money struggles and I think problems with depression, uh, but did not see any of the fame that would uh, that that everybody would you know get, that everybody gives him now. I mean, he's just I mean he was it's like what was golly everybody says that this guy had to be seeing this stuff. This, he, he was so good and the stories were so rich and textured mm-hmm. uh, and just were unlike anything that people had read. And it was, and he's got some great stuff, but yeah, it makes you wonder was, what was this guy? What was this guy seeing? Mm. And, um, and good is uh, in the bi- eye of the beholder. Cause uh, not everybody, <laughs> it's not going to be in everybody's wheelhouse. HP Lovecraft. It's, it's some weird, weird stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and for anybody that uh, doesn't know, but maybe some terms and things you'd recognize, uh, Cthulhu, which is like a primordial god monster sort of thing, and right, and and the Necro- oh, yeah. Necronomicon is that Necronomicon. Or, uh, so these these are H.P. Lovecraft things, uh, very uh, very strange. I don't know if dystopian is the right word, but uh, it's it's a whole he created a whole mythology of his own and it's it's very yeah dark and weird and out there uh, but a Fish lot of people um mm. stuff stuff that you know there's another there's another dimension right in front of us yeah uh, they're creatures basically right in front of us but we can't see them and, and because we don't see them they don't attack us and, and a lot of uh Current storytellers revere him, and so your Guillermo del Toro's and your Mike mm. Manolas and people like that, and 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 many many others, uh, you know, comic writers and artists lean heavily on Lovecraft and and pull him into their stories and use him as inspiration. Uh, and a lot of the Hellboy stuff is is rooted in in Lovecraft uh, type of stuff. So. Well, there you go, everybody. Jughead. We can do a whole show on, on Lovecraft. Yeah, Jughead versus Cthulhu. Get ready for it. Yeah, I mean, when I think Archie comics, <laughs> yeah. what you just described is exactly where my mind goes. It fits right in. I think so. It sure does. I don't think of the sweet life of Zach and Cody, though, when I think of Archie. <laughs> <laughs> now, why would you? Exactly. All right, Scott, you found out some... Uh, 
It looks like you found out some interesting tidbits on some former <laughs> Hollywood, I don't know if they're stars, maybe B-list celebrities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I've, I've tried to vet these as best I can because it said it was a list of celebrities that have supposedly normal jobs now. And a lot of them I didn't feel like they qualify, like if you're uh, – you um, let's say Amanda Bynes and you're currently have a clothing line. I don't feel like that's a normal mm. job. Right. Uh, it said Tony Danza is an English teacher, but I think he did that for one year as part of a reality show. So, you oh. know, it doesn't count. So I tried, I tried to vet some of these and just give us the, okay. the real ones, but I want you guys to guess. I'll give you, I'll give you a, a celebrity and you tell me what you oh, think, geez. what you think they're doing. See if anybody okay. can nail it. Let's start out with old Chuck Bucket. Oh, man. Chuck Bucket. <laughs> Willie Wonka's Charlie Bucket. Yeah, Peter Ostrom. Uh, he's a veterinarian. Oh, Todd nails it right off the bat. Uh, that's what I was going to guess, too. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. We're, both, we're both one for one. Was 12 like, years old like, when he started like, in Willie uh, Wonka and 59 today, a veterinarian in Lowville, New York. I was going to say upstate New York, I thought. Would you, Lowville, but upstate. Yeah, would you, uh, <laughs> if you lived in New York, uh, let's say let's say you lived a, a half an hour away from uh, Lowville, New York, would you be tempted to take your dog or oh, cat? Oh, I would, to, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> to Chuck? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think I would, too. I'd and I'd Just have walk to through the door singing cheer up Charlie. Yeah, and I would I I think I'd also be tempted to like have my dog, you know, maybe eat too much of something and uh, take <laughs> it in. And you can't eat it all, Charlie. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't he can't worry. see all he can't see all the sick animals, Charlie. Let, you know, just <laughs> let like put put the dog in a room full of nothing but like children's socks or something and then Yeah. Don't worry, Charlie. <laughs> he can't eat them all. <laughs> It'd be worth it, right? Oh, Grandpa Joe. Yeah, just start raving about Grandpa Joe. Just rant about how awful he is. <laughs> yeah, and get in. Two Charlie buckets. <laughs> and maybe he'd just join right in. Uh, I'd also like to. I'd also like to point out that I didn't come up with that joke ahead of time. That just hit me. So. Good stuff. Kudos to me. That was good. Um, now let's do. Uh, let's guess the Shermanator. Do we remember the Shermanator from? I believe, yeah, American Pie. Which oh, one's the Shermanator? A kid with the red hair, and he was mm. like weird, and but he's always talking about what a stud he was. Shermanator. Hmm. Can't can't. Man, play. I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm going to say he is a, uh, what's the politically correct term for stewardess now? That's what I'm going to say he is. Flight attendant. He's okay. a flight attendant. All right. That's pretty good. He's a sexy stew. Uh, Todd, do you have a guess? I, I still don't know who the Shermanator is. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, probably uh, neither do our listeners good. then. So, uh, I'm going to yeah. say, I'm going to say he is a, um, let's say he's an aerospace engineer. Oh, good. Uh, oh, we both think something in aviation. I did not vet this one, but the website says he is a waiter at a sushi restaurant. Okay. We weren't far off and has less yeah. than a hundred followers on Twitter. 
Wow. Wow. Uh, talk Golly. hard podcast doing better than the Shermanator. <laughs> on that on that note, just kind of to spin off that. Um, so, uh, Todd, you were big into The Office. Scott, you weren't as big into it, but you, I think you you get some of the jokes or the inside jokes or whatever. And I don't know if we talked about this or not, but um, so with the uh, the all of the characters on The Office um, are verified on Twitter. Except the dude that played Toby. <laughs> the wow. dude, the dude that played Toby is not coming back. <laughs> is that a Twitter no, joke? He's not ver- no, he's he's seriously not verified on Twitter. He's the only one. So you oh. know how he was always like the odd man out because yeah. Michael made him that yeah, way. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that is that possibly a, a twi- Twitter? Jo- you know, Twitter's p- p- pulling a joke. Probably Twitter loves yeah. the office and, and will not verify Toby because Michael Scott <laughs> hated him so much. That's, but I thought that was very funny. Yeah, it is, and that that's, is that's perfect if it's intentional. Uh, next, okay, continue. Yep, uh, our friend Rob Van Winkle. Mm. Rob Van Winkle. Rob Van Winkle, Vanilla Ice. Oh, wow. he uh, he's a he's a uh, contractor. Yeah, you're uh, Alan got it. He's uh he's into real estate. He's an investor and home renovator. Well, wow. also teaches new investors how to make a profit selling houses. That's not. He's surprising. got like a hundred shows on all those channels. My wife watches about. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. So, yeah. All right. Uh, let's move on to Chunk. Chunk. Chunk has to be in the food industry. Jeff, I'm thinking he investment Je- banker. Jeff Cohen. Oh, wow. Investment banker. I'm going to go. He has his own line of uh, cookies, like Miss Edwards. <laughs> he, he is uh, he is thin, uh, disappointingly thin, Jeff Cohen, and oh. uh, he is a lawyer and lives in Los Angeles. Thoroughly boring oh. from Chunk. Boo. Wouldn't you eat mm. some chunk cookies? <laughs> yeah, I definitely would. Heck yeah! But you'd He's have to out. you'd have to call them truffle shuffles or something like that. Like you that, would, wouldn't you? You would, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go to the '80s pop sensation Tiffany. Oh, Tiffany! I think she's a prostitute. Mm. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. Um, hotel manager. Uh, this says that that's I'm gonna say Alan's closest because it says she now runs a vintage vintage shop called Tiffany's Boutique off Highway hey. Highway 76 in uh, an area we're familiar with, White House, Tennessee. I'm sorry, you said boutique. That's that's a prostitute, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of sad, isn't it? It's a little bit sad. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's fun to own your own business. That you know, and that's what had me uh, thinking on these things. It's got to be hard to taste the to taste the limelight, and then yeah, I mean I, I don't know how I would handle that. To me, that would be really really hard to yeah. Once, was, it, once you ascend to fame and fortune, to okay, you got to cut it back and and go to yeah. everyday Joe job. And she was so young when she was really popular. Yeah, yeah. And I now, wonder if like a boutique. I wonder if, like, during the early afternoon hours, she looks around because there's nobody there and says, doesn't seem to be anyone around. Well, I've got a... I've got a... That's a Tiffany joke, everybody. It's a Tiffany, yeah. Um, 
I got a question Maybe for you all when we, else. when we, in those regards, I'll, I'll end it with a question. We got two more. Uh, okay. Freddie Prince Jr. I can't believe he's still not acting. Yeah. He's a voice artist. Know, right? he, he, he does do animated uh, voice uh, voice acting. Right. And I, so, yeah, I don't, I feel like that shouldn't count also, uh, you know, him being on here. He's still involved and. Uh, in the industry, but this was the imp- the interesting part. Uh, do you want to take a guess, Alan? Uh, for Freddie Prince, yep. Um, he owns uh, Philip seventy six gas Philip sixty six gas station. Three of them. <laughs> I, I don't feel like he should count because I think Todd's right about the voice work, and it says for a time he worked as a director and producer for the WWE. Ooh. Hmm. So uh, I didn't know that, but I do remember he loved him some wrestling back in the day. Uh huh. So yeah, and he released that makes his, sense. He released his first cookbook in 2016 called "Back to the Kitchen." Mm. I don't know. I bet Doink the Clown was his idea. I don't know how his first cookbook can be called "Back to the Kitchen," but yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. maybe maybe he was cooking in another room in the house. I guess. And now the final one. Is this one's for Todd? Mm. We've got uh, Danny Lloyd, the kid from The Shining. I'll tell you, he is a uh, he's a teacher in Elizabethtown, Kentucky, at a community college. Of course, he knows that. Boom. (laughs) And I, but I'm shocked that you haven't informed us of this before. We even had a Shining. We think we talked about The Shining in in depth once, and yeah, I think we never did, laid we, that we, on we, us. I, you know, I was probably thinking about it and thought, well, there's just probably too much, two other many nuggets of information for me to throw out. So it ha- I'll save this one for a rainy day. <laughs> he he was having underwear issues that day. It has to oh, be yeah. a, <laughs> a, a, a to be a biology <laughs> a biology teacher in our home state yeah. here of Kentucky. Wow. It has to be super annoying to be Danny Lloyd, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, I would think so. I think he's made it to some of these conventions too, which yeah. you know, yeah. I think after he did he did The Shining, he did maybe another movie or two, but it his career just didn't take off like a lot of you know young young actors do. They they get a job or a job or two, and and then it just doesn't pan out, and they end up going you know well going normal, especially if that's uh if you're correct in that, and, and it's a community college. Like to me, that's the worst case scenario, right? Because I think it's like in E E Town or Radcliffe or something like that. I'm wanting to say it now, and he may have he may have changed. Uh, institutions uh but th- this was as of a few years ago i think but that's perfect age for people getting obsessed becoming obsessed with the shining and, oh yeah and wanting to ask you a <laughs> hundred questions about it like yep, that sounds yeah. awful that sounds awful they I, I would feel like first day of class you'd have to say don't ask me about the shining yeah 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 <laughs> if i hear red rum one time yeah everybody <laughs> fails <laughs> yeah my name is danny lloyd number one number two <laughs> Don't mention The Shining. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. Do you think uh, Corey Haim got all his work? Or Feldman? I mean, <laughs> you think Feldman just got all every everything Danny Lloyd would have gotten fell into Feldman's lap? Because they look pretty much the same. Yeah, they do. And probably were close to the same age, yeah. Yeah, I would think so too, yeah. He did two movies. Uh, the Shining, and he played young G. Gordon Liddy in Will... Mm. 
wow. the autobiography of G. Gordon Liddy. <laughs> well, that's, that was big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's a big title. Gee, Gordon Liddy. Um, uh, Conservative talk show host, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Gordo to his friends. What Shining, was that like 82, Todd? When is that? That was 79 or 80, I think. 1980 was The Shining. Okay, 80. Gee, Gordon Liddy was 82. That's probably what you're thinking of, Scott. Yeah. Yeah, so Feldman's probably just a few years younger than him, or older than him, I mean. Okay. So yeah. my, that wraps up our fun little game there of guess the normal jobs that celebrities have. Um, my question: When you're apart, Feldman and Danny Lloyd. Nice, nice. That is very yeah, close. So there you go. Um, yep. My question for you all then is: If you had the choice, would you rather stay on an even path? You know, as our lives have been up to our current ages of uh, <laughs> you know, normal person, the normal man's life, or so if you could choose between that or tasting, tasting, uh, the highest of the highs, kissing the sky, if you will, and then falling back down, you know, just getting a taste of it. Would you, would you, would you mm-hmm. rather have that moment in the sun or, or just, you know, never have it taken away from you like we are now? I'd rather do anything than what I've done to my life. <laughs> yeah. So, You'd, re- yes. you'd rather you'd... I'd rather be Polly Shore than be at a muffler shop for thirty years. I... What are you What are you all doing? <laughs> yeah. What are you all doing? You, you ain't doing nothing today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Just be really funny joke. Alan wants to grab the ring, even if it's temporary. What about you, Todd? If, yeah. You know, if it was, um, if it was one of those deals where. Okay, if I was gonna if I was gonna just flame out real fast, I would want you know, could I could I make enough money uh, to to store back and invest and do something different where I don't have to you know mm-hmm. be a you know um, a sushi bar no you can't waiter or something you've got to go you, you got to work <laughs> sure. <laughs> Um, I'd say, well, I, you know, I guess it could just appear. I, I'm not, I wouldn't, you know, you hear about these guys that act and they, and they've acted for 40 years and they've Mm -hmm. done four or 500 movies and they, they go from, you know, they go from set to set and they might, you know, I don't know what it is they make, but they're just constantly traveling your, your typical character actor. Uh, you'd have to really love it to do that. I don't know that I would want to, Mm -hmm. you know, do that for 40 or 50 years and just eat by. So I'd probably... You know, as as long as flaming out didn't mean I was, you know, living in a, you know, van down by the river or something when I was done. <laughs> I don't think I could handle it. I think I gotta, yeah. I gotta stick where I'm at. I don't know yeah. if I could handle getting a taste and then returning. Uh, you know, like go back to the, uh, the municipal utility company and begging for a job or you know, or go to work for Lowe's or whatever. Yeah. That would be awfully hard, especially, and I'm talking like you got real famous there for mm. a stretch. So everybody recognizes you in your normal job. Like that's tough, man. That is a hard road to hoe in my opinion, yeah. my estimation. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> Fair <laughs> Maybe enough. I'm not well done. <laughs> 
fair enough. <laughs> at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all want to take a quick break and uh, get our thoughts together for the second half of the show? Ready to do that. All right. Let's do that. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. You're listening to Talk Art. Welcome back, everybody, um, to Talk Hard, presented by Walk Softly Films. Take just a second to thank everybody for listening. Thank you guys for sharing, and uh, please continue to do so. We do appreciate it. Um, so I made it to the uh, cinema this weekend a couple times, actually, because now that I have movie pass, I'll go as much as I possibly can. Um, did you guys... Uh, get out and see anything we had talked about well, we had kind of texted about trying to see hostels which i did how about you all i've got tickets uh in hand for th- this thursday so i have okay. not seen it yet i i, I watched uh, i hit up the red box hard and heavy this weekend but i did not yeah? go to the okay. theater all right todd did you go to see it i have not seen hostels no okay Hostels was was good. I, I heard a lot of people say it should have been nominated for an Oscar. I don't. It wasn't that good. Um, it very it, very slow. It could have been about thirty minutes shorter. Uh, just get ready for a lot of. Um, we don't have anything else to do at night but sit around the campfire and play our guitars. Oh well, good. Uh, that makes me a lot of campfire scene <laughs> that really took up a lot of time um and things two hours and 15 minutes and it easily could have been 140 145 and it would have been i think a really tight uh movie but christian bale's great ben foster which i didn't even know was in it really really good um and it's worth seeing and uh, we all like westerns so it's worth you guys seeing and i would see it on the big screen while you can um and also would see jumanji yesterday (laughs) I, I went to see that. I went to Thumbs see that up about, on a, Jumanji. about a week ago. I, I liked Jumanji. It, I thought it was you know all right. It, I thought it was okay. Uh, I mean, I, I, there's so much. I mean, it's made so much money, and everybody's talked about it. And I thought it was just okay. I guess I wasn't blown away. Yeah, I thought it was okay. It was, it was better good. than I thought it would be. Yeah. Yeah, it can't be too bad with all the all the cash it's raking in. Yeah, Jack Black's great in it. Like he he. Uh, is is playing a, like an eighteen year old girl who thinks she's super hot, but when she goes into the video game, she's Jack Black. Um, yeah, and man, Jack Jack playing a a girl who who's obsessed with her phone and taking selfies was really, really, really funny. Yeah, he nailed it. He nailed it. He nailed yeah. the role. Worth seeing for that. And then The Rock is great in comedy. Like The Rock just needs to do that kind of stuff all the time, which we've talked about before. But- what would you uh, would you red box it up with, Scott? I went with uh, Get Out was on my list of things I had to see. I knocked I knocked mm-hmm. a couple off my list of, of must see, uh, and um, yeah, the second was Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Twenty forty nine. Okay, I'm very interested in how you what you thought about both of those. Um, I have not seen Get Out yet, um, and I did see. Uh, Blade Runner and was in the minority of people who thought it sucked. So, um, first of all, Get Out. What were your thoughts? Uh, Get Out is good. Uh, I would give it a very solid good. 
Um, I think it's it's outstanding work from Jordan Peele uh, for his his first time out, and uh, that guy's very talented. And I think it was very smart, and uh, it has a, it has a couple plot holes you have to overlook. I, I was I was kind of hoping it might um, stay away from silliness like uh, i it, it dabbled a little bit in in the, in the premise being a little silly and mm-hmm. and i i kind of think they could have uh stayed a little more grounded but that that was okay uh um but i, I just i really don't have a lot to say about it i, I thought i thought it was <clears throat> i thought it was good and, you know i wasn't i'm not going to lobby for it to be best picture winner but uh, right. Well, it is nominated for it, and I and I've it's been on my list too. Let me tell you my reservation about seeing it, and you can tell me if if, <clears throat> if I'd be okay or not. But this thing has been so overly politicized uh-huh. that I'm scared to death to watch it. I'm scared I won't be able to separate myself from the. Uh, is the political message so ham fisted that you can't separate it from the actual movie? Mm-hmm. No, it's it's definitely not ham fisted at all. Okay, and I I think to to draw that strong of of the political out of it, uh, if it's if the subtext is in there, you except for one part, which I think is very well done and very smart. Uh, apart from that, uh, it it's not, it doesn't hit you over the head with it, and it's done very well in my okay. opinion. So. As long as you just sit down to to watch the movie and and aren't picking it apart, looking for you know things to to like that are annoying or or to read into everything that's happening, mm-hmm. I think it's I think it's gonna be, be hard fine. for me to do. But yeah, okay, okay. I will I will tough. say this about Get Out, and that is, and like I said, like I was telling Alan earlier, is that you know I think it's great. It's great for horror movies because they they are not shying away from calling it a horror movie. Jordan mm-hmm. Peele's not and the people that, you know, Blumhouse that put it out, that's what they specialize in. But this I mean, it's not I I don't think it's that original a story. I think it's basically an updated Stepford Wives. I mean, mm-hmm. if you've mm-hmm. seen the Stepford Wives, right. then you've seen Get Out. It's just the subject matter's mm-hmm. a little different. We're not talking about uh, women being oppressed. We're talking about, you know, African-Americans. Uh, and so it's, it's a different, you know, I think it's, it's, it's very similar in what they're doing. Um, you know, uh, but I mean, it's, it has, it's brought a lot of attention mm-hmm. to, to that. It's brought a lot of attention. I mean, people are watching this movie and, you know, I, I talked to so many students last year when it came out that, uh, at center that had seen it and were really just jacked up about it, really thought it was one of the scariest things they had seen. And of course desensitized me and probably wouldn't be scared <laughs> regardless of what happened. But uh, you know, I watched it and I, I, I enjoyed it, but I mean the parallels for me were, you know, mm. golly, this, this seems exactly like, you know, the Stepford wives. So, yeah, I do appreciate that. It's, bringing a type of horror that that we don't see enough of back to the forefront in that, you know, maybe this could encourage people to do more suspense, more Hitchcock type stuff, mm-hmm. more uh, Twilight, <clears throat> Twilight Zone, you know, in, in, yeah. in that area rather than where we've been for the past 15, 20 years um, or longer. 
yeah. And maybe I wouldn't say I mentioned plot holes and there, there probably are a couple small ones, but as I'm thinking about it, it's probably more so that a couple of the premises of this movie don't hold water. I think like it makes you say, but why, you know, why that though? Like what really, why, why are they doing that? Cause does that really make sense? Um, so stuff like that, but, uh, without you seeing it, I won't ruin it. And, and cause it makes good podcast to be really vague about stuff like that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll watch it. I don't know. Uh, but Blade Runner. Yes. Um, what did you think? My expectations were thoroughly dulled, uh, by you and many, many other people, uh, hmm. who didn't love it. And, um, and for that reason, I think I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, because for one thing, I was expecting to get... Um, I didn't love the first Blade Runner when I watched it. I was bored, mm-hmm. and uh, it was slow and plotting, and I, I, you know, and I didn't, I didn't feel like the plot is moving along, and you know, so I kind of all these things together. I was expecting one thing, and when I watched it, I thought this plot is better than I imagined. Like it's, I'm at least. Uh, engaged here and 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 i can you know i can tell what's happening and when we're moving through a story and there's a beginning and a middle and an end and uh even though there's not a lot of dialogue and you know it's all so stylistic and that's what so the fact that i knew that and i knew i was going to be like the the main takeaway i was going to have from it and the, the main uh I guess gratification I was going to get from it was, was the style and was Deacons and his cinematography and, um, and, and the, the visuals of it. And so it was kind of icing on the cake that I actually got something out of the plot and, and kind of enjoyed the story. Uh, but my gosh, man, the, the way it looks is so, so good. And so it was, it's to me, I loved it. And, but even more so the production design, like I love design and always have, and this movie is like I mean it's just it's 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 an orgiastic feast of carnal debauchery. Um, oh my god! <laughs> Easy when it when it comes to design. I mean, if you love to design, like everything to the most minute detail in this movie, every little bottle, every little advertisement. You know, there's there's not a paperclip sitting on a desk that hasn't been redesigned, and uh, it's fantastic, man. I loved it. Um, his 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 especially his Peugeot, uh, whatever space car, you know, like, uh, just down to the smallest detail, <clears throat> loved that. And, and so many things and, and the way all the technology worked. And, uh, I think it's a, it's a beautiful movie and, and I, I really liked it, really liked it. I might even buy it just because of that stuff, just to look at it. Todd, have you seen it? I have not seen it. I'm hoping to see it this week her weekend yeah I, okay. really, I really do want to see it and i i would echo what he said a little bit about blade runner i've seen blade runner three times i've seen different cuts i saw the um i saw the i saw the golly i saw one cut of uh, the, the cut that they re-released it into the theaters um gosh back in the 90s i believe um, integral cut or something like that. So I've, I've seen it a couple times in the theater and seen different, uh, iterations of it. And, you know, it's, it is slow. It very, it, I mean, yeah. And I mean, I know what 
you know, Ridley was, he was on a high and doing his thing and, but it's, yeah, it's just, you know, you don't, you know, I don't know that people that love, you know, a certain, you know, uh, I guess pace in, in, in their science fiction, uh, are going to love the pace of that, um, as much, but, uh, it, it still was enjoyable. I mean, but, uh, so I'm kind of looking forward to it for that. Um, um, and I, I hope Han Solo doesn't die in this one. <laughs> well, if you like it too, then you all can have it because I thought it was terrible. <laughs> I couldn't stand now. I wonder if you if you watch it a second time, how you'd feel about it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I just I'm afraid to because it's so long, and I was thoroughly bored with it. Um, I thought some of the stuff was very stupid, and then I hate ambiguous endings, and I didn't feel like the movie ended. I, I just did not feel like there was a satisfying closure to any of the characters. Hmm. Like you want me to care about these people and then you didn't tell me anything that's going to happen to any of them. See, after watching the first one, that's, that's completely what I expected. And they gave me a little more than I expected. Like I, I, I did feel like there was, I, cause I just, I knew, I knew it wasn't going to give you anything solid. Like they were, they weren't going to save the world or, or get, you know, defeat the bad guy or anything it was going to be mm-hmm. something like we got and saying it was all and it was almost a little more than i expected so i was uh, because of that i was totally yeah. okay with it i guess i'm always just expecting um okay you made me care about these people you'll tell me what happened <laughs> yeah or you i mean even if they died that's fine just tell me what happened well or we do, didn't we give me some kind of resolution we, to this story we did learn that though right i feel i feel like we did with most people it's it's been so long since I've seen it. I just feel like Harrison and Gosling. I had no. I by the at the end of the movie, I didn't know what happened to either one of them. But maybe not. It's been so long since I've seen it, well, and I just walked out of there. I was I was very disappointed after the episode. But I'll, maybe not after the episode. I'll tell you what what happened with those two. Okay. <laughs> okay. Maybe so. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'll watch it again. But there's so much other stuff I want to watch. Like it would yeah. be so far down the list. I can't imagine. Like, like you want to watch it comes at night again. I heard. Um, well, just to see, I, just to ugh, see if I had something between those two movies. <sighs> Gross. Maybe, maybe it'll come. But anyway, maybe it'll come this time. I doubt it. Do you? Did you watch anything this week, Todd? Or I watched. I, I did watch part of um, Sasquatch: Leg- Legend of Bigfoot. Which was a 1970s um, docudrama. Um, mm. Watched a little bit of that, and then uh, watched a little bit of um, another 70s docudrama type <laughs> thing called Encounters with the Unknown. So, I got that well, going. What'd for you me. think? <laughs> I, what What I saw really, really was good. Actually. <laughs> Um, the one, the, the Bigfoot movie was, it was kind of one of those nostalgia bits. Cause I had actually seen that. I believe I saw it at the old Kentucky theater, um, on main street in Danville, Kentucky way back when, um, cause it's supposed to be, well, I, I've got it. And you know, we, we, it's one of those that we, the three of us should probably watch together because it's really entertaining. And it's about this, you know, this crew, this camera crew that gets together and they're going to go out and, and hunt for Bigfoot in the Pacific Northwest of British Columbia. And what's funny is we're 
led to believe that this is just, you know, all, you know, we've gotten all these people together, these experts in their fields, and we're going to, we're, we're going to do a, you know, a horseback uh, journey into the, the region where supposedly Sasquatch lives. And of course there's uh, one of the, the character that is the cook is kind of a buffoon and he trips over himself and he's kind of got a goofy haircut and he looks funny and stupid all at the same time. And so it's, it's one of those that, you know, we are supposed to buy this as a documentary, but it's obvious that they cast a cook that probably can't cook. Mm. So, but I enjoyed That's what it. They did. That's what they always right. do, isn't it? There you go, everybody. <laughs> You're looking for a '70s docudrama. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> recommendations. Um, oh. All right, so we're at the uh, beginning of the year here. So just real quick, um, we can run through what's coming out in 2018 that we're looking looking forward to. And if you all have a pick, like. Uh, you know, Scott's weird angst towards Boss Baby. Um, if you all have one of those that you want, just are dreading even seeing another poster about it, then feel free to throw throw that out there. But is there anything like um, we got Black Panther coming up? That's probably the next one I'm looking forward to um, on February 16th, and I'll probably watch 1517 to Paris because I like pretty much everything Clint Eastwood's directed. Um, either one of you all interested in those? I'm interested to see if the hype that Black Panther has built up, which has been very impressive, um, mm-hmm. holds out. If, if it if it can come anywhere close to matching the hype, and and uh, I'm at least encouraged by some of the imagery we're seeing in in some of the t- yeah. TV spots, which I generally try to stay away from. But just seeing the look they gave it, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm wondering if Coogler really did do something very different uh, that that will soothe the palates of people that have superhero fatigue. Mm-hmm. I think this movie's um, going to be really bad. <laughs> I really do. You think I, Black Panther's going to be bad? I, I think it's going to, yeah, I, I don't think it's going to be, I, I just, I don't know. I just got a feeling. I, I, um, I, I don't. I, I, there's no way I think it's going to be bad. Like I can imagine it being mediocre, but I'd be, I'd be surprised if it'd be bad. But go ahead. Well, and I mean, on. I'm not saying um, it's not going to be like um, Miami Connection bad. I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be. I just don't think it's going to um, be one of those that you walk out of and you know, oh man, yeah, hmm. glad I spent that time there. You know, I I just think it's going to be one of those where you walk out and you're going to be like, well, yeah. I've saw I've seen that one now. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. That's just that's just my take on it and mm. it may be and it's just, you know, it may be completely unfounded. I don't know. March 2nd, uh Bruce Willis will reboot Death Wish and I'm going to watch the crap out of that. <laughs> <laughs> I saw one TV spot or something, I think, and that's one I thought looked bad. Like, I'd like it to be good. Oh, it's going to be awful. You know, there's no way. It's going to be so bad. I'm going to love every second of it. (laughs) Old Bruce. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Uh, March 9th, The Strangers sequel. Uh, Since we did that for my Halloween pickup, then I think we should all go watch that. Don't you think, Scott? I think all three of us together should go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I know Scott's up for it. 
Heck yeah. Um, okay, March 30th. Can I say, let me say one thing about the strangers real quick. Uh, no, I, March 30th. I, um, <laughs> no, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> go, <laughs> go Todd. No, I was just going to say, I, I've looked forward to them doing a follow-up to that ever since me the too. first one came out. And I think you and I both share that feeling of, you know, we liked the first one. We, we thought they were, you know, it was very heavy on suspense. It wasn't going for gore or cheap scares and stuff like that and did a really good job of it. I think, uh, I think unfortunately, this one may fall uh, much like Anchorman 2 and mm. that they waited too long to do a sequel um, because it's like, and like you know, Blade Runner 2049. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Well, maybe, yeah. yeah. I mean, they, they waited, what, 49 years for that one. Right. And um, and so for this one, I don't know. I just I, I it looks it looks to me to be not a sequel, but a reboot. And do we need a reboot of the same thing? I don't you know, I'm, I'm tired of reboots, really. Yeah. Uh, when they're not needed, when they're not needed. And so I, that's that's the only problem. I, I'm thinking to myself, well, I would I, I'd like to see a true sequel, uh, but it probably would have helped if it wasn't 10 years you know, after the first one, because, you know, what happens is you, you still have people that want to see it. Uh, but some of that interest is waned for some people because it's been so long and they've forgotten about it. Well, so, Todd's taking just a, my take. Todd's taking a big fat dump on 2018. I know. Good grief. Todd. <laughs> uh, just, just a couple of, just a couple of high profile pictures so far. <laughs> okay. Uh, March 30th. Um, and we had talked about doing this. I don't know if you all still want to or not, and feel free to just uh, bow out. But Ready Player One comes out, um, and I thought we could get the get the group back together and nerd it up and read the book and then watch the movie. I read the book. I'm not a big reader. Um, my my brother-in-law, TJ, uh, who is a uh, avid listener of the podcast. Shout out to TJ. <laughs> Um, he texted me during this podcast that he's listening to episode 46 right now and laughed out loud at pile of goo. <laughs> <laughs> poor, poor Kirk Douglas. <laughs> you referred to Mr. Douglas, but, uh, ready player one comes up that day. I read the book. I read it in like four days. Um, just so many good eighties references and, and the story's yeah. pretty cool. Um, so I think you all would dig it. Um, the book and, uh, if you all want to do that, I, I may even read it again. If you all wanted to do that, Wait I got ahead. the book and and and, and read, got a chapter in, and then just for whatever reason could not, you know, it was just busy time and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and just could not get past that first chapter. But I did like what I read, and I'm I'm excited about that movie just because of because of the eighties, uh, just yeah. the influx of eighties uh, that that plays a part in the story. So I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, and, you know, it is Spielberg. Um, and what's the deal? Why does Spielberg do two? He does two movies now that are, like, usually separated by, what, a month or two. Um, he, You know, yeah. he, he, he doesn't do a movie every year or maybe every other year, but he'll do two. He'll do a mo- He'll do two movies that end up coming out, you know, about the same time. Every every time it's like his new his new thing. Um, yeah, what's the other one that's coming out around then? Uh, what was the other one that he? The post or was it the post? Was that him? Yeah. Okay, so the post 
came out in December, and then this one's coming out in March. I think March, he yeah. did um, he did BFG right, and didn't didn't yeah. he do something else before BFG or something Bridge of Spies or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's just uh, I guess my question is, what are you doing? What's the deal? Hmm. Maybe we can get him on here and ask him. I I'd, I'd love to pod. ask him. I'd love to ask you. I mean, you know, I'm yeah. I'm sure he's got I'm sure he's got really nice underpants. Yeah, I'm sure it all That's comes. It all comes full circle. It all gets right. <laughs> uh, April looks April looks pretty pretty rough uh, for releases. I don't really see anything that's kind of grabbing me. Um, I, I do want to see Chappaquiddick um, because it does look like a very objective view of what happened uh, with Ted Kennedy and uh, and the girl that drowned in the car. Um, and I like the I like the Cloverfield movies, so I'll probably go see that. But nothing nothing in April is really like wow. Good good on April. Here's my thoughts on April, and yeah. not this year because I don't really know what's coming out other than the Ted Kennedy thing and the other thing. Not much. Super Troopers two, uh, Sergeant Stubby, Sergeant like, Stubby. Yeah. yeah. Well, so yeah, not much. When I think of April, I go back many years, I guess probably back to the 90s, and I think of what was at the time supposed to be the big hit of April, probably 90, gosh, what would have been 96 or 97, and that was Volcano with Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, goodness. Which had, which was, you know, either, either came after or before Dante's Peak when we had to have, you know, because that's back when you had to have at least two blockbusters. Disaster. The same, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so all I can with Brosnan, think of, right? Brosnan and Dante's Peak and Tommy Lee Jones and, and yeah. Volcano. Yeah. So all I could think was Volcano, huh? Yeah. Well, there you go. That's what I think about April. <laughs> when I think of April, I think Volcano. And right. I think Volcano Xeroxed to the nth degree. We, we've got eight months to go, everybody. We've got... <laughs> Buckle up. And and we and and I was trying to blow through April. <laughs> um, <laughs> May's May's pretty full. You got uh, Avengers on the fourth, Deadpool two on the eighteenth, and then Han Solo on the twenty fifth. Yeah. Or do cool. we? Or do we have Han Solo on the twenty fifth? There's it's, not been a trailer released yet. Movie Insider says no we do. Ad slicks. There's no other than a poster maybe floating around everywhere once in a while. There's been no word that Han Solo's coming out in four months. Well, I guess they do seem oddly scared to release yeah. any of that to the people. I'm still standing by. It's going to be better than uh, Last Jedi. Uh, uh, it's the only thing listed in May on May 25th. Even like small release stuff, limited release stuff. There's nothing on May 25th except for Solo. So Star Wars. Uh, out of the, out of what's coming out in May, pick what you think will be the actual best movie, not what you look forward to the most, but what do you think will end up being best? Wow, uh, I'll go Avengers. Wow, Infinity War. Yeah, were you not big on the first Deadpool? No. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it just seemed a lot of it just seemed um, like, hey, look, we can we can cuss and be crude in a comic book movie. Yeah. So it was, it had the hangover effect for me. Right. Like I was trying too hard. Yes. For that stuff. Yeah. yeah. I feel you on that. Yeah. What do you think? 
I mean, I've got so little faith in that. I'm, I'm just my my expectations for Infinity War are in the basement. So yeah, yeah, I'd almost yeah. say Deadpool just because, but and and hopefully be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk. June eighth, Ocean's eight. Is it going to be another Ghostbusters, or is it going to be good? No, I, I vote that that this is what you know. If you're going to do something like that, this is the one to do. I think this was a good okay. idea compared to Ghostbusters. Like Ghostbusters, okay. you think this one is going to be good? This makes sense to me. I get this and why you mm-hmm. made this, and I and I think it'll be good. And and but uh, Ghostbusters was ridiculous and and idiotic to to idea. Okay. Yeah. Todd's dunk continues. Yeah, Todd. Ocean, Ocean's not, eight. not looking forward to Ocean's Eight, Todd. <laughs> Man, where do I begin? I mean, you know, here's nine, here's ten, here's eleven. Oh, kids, I'm sorry, I forgot. We 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 forgot number eight. Let's go back. Oh gosh. Because all all these all these great characters in nine through eleven wouldn't be here without this other story number eight in this current climate talk hard <laughs> celebrates diversity everybody we, we don't give a crap <laughs> um, is this did he is Soderbergh directing this I don't know uh, the don't answer know. to that I can okay. look it up as you all discuss I just I'll be honest. I'm not a fan. I'm not. No, really Gary Ross. Gary Ross. <laughs> yeah, Gary Ross Gosh. is a road and directed. Gee whiz. Pleasantville, okay. The Hunger Games, Sea Biscuit. Yeah, I tell you what. Why don't they should have put Hunger Games and Sea Biscuit together? Oh, here we go. And made one movie. Here we go. Oh my! Just make one movie about a horse that. Uh, Kills other horses. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, Incredibles 2. Talk so, about a sequel that's, that's been years in the making. Yeah. It's too long, man. Too long. Yeah. I, I, I hope it's good, but now they're, some of their, uh, some of Pixar's sequels now, eh, not mm. so, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going, I, all right, I saw Cars, and I thought it was just okay. I didn't see two or three, but no. apparently a lot of other people didn't see three either. Um, saw Monsters, Monsters Incorporated, and loved it. Monsters University thought it kind of slipped. Um, what was the? Was there another one that? Uh, I mean, the Toy Stories have been pretty. Toy Stories they've good. all been yeah. good and even. But uh, I hope, I hope that Incredibles is great because. Uh, that is one of Grace's favorite films. Mm-hmm. Uh, we took her to see that several times at the theater. She loved it, and it's a great movie. And it really, I thought it really captured. Uh, I thought it captured the spirit of superhero movies really very well in an animated form. I really liked it, and it was humorous. Uh, yeah, well done, well well voice acted by everyone. Voice acted by everyone. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to it, uh, and hopefully, you know, the fact that it's been, what, 14, 13 or 14 years since the first one, hopefully that's not a detriment or anything. Yeah, I don't think so. It's still very popular. Like, they're still selling toys and stuff at Walmart. Yeah. So 
Um, yeah. I, I think it's held up pretty well. Um, also in June, we got uh, another Jurassic World. Uh, who's looking forward to that? Hmm, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll join in the, the dump fest with that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Is this the one where the T-Rexes knock over a casino? It, it's it's and... <laughs> this, this it's completely ridiculous. Uh, you spent a, a whole year or two telling Jurassic Park fans that this new one is going to be everything that you compl- uh, complained about the first one. That this one's going to be you know address all of that. It's there's going to be more substance to it and blah 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 blah. And and man, they just brought that right hand right across the face of everybody and was like, psych. It's it's worse than ever, you know. It's it, like look at this trailer, you know. When they, when they put that trailer out, and it was like mm-hmm. the island's going to blow up, so we must go back there to save the dinosaurs. Yeah. Okay. All right. Where where are they going to take these dinosaurs? Yeah. It's not like you know. It's not That's like Lassie. Question. It's not like Lassie saving Grandma from the well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Pratt can't take the blue uh, raptor home with him. Yeah. No. So what are they, yeah. What are they going to do with it? It probably isn't going to work. I wonder if um, I wonder if Shia LaBeouf's going to be in this one. So yeah. Oh, we can only hope. So that one's going to blow next. Yeah. Um, at the end of the month of uh, Todd's birth, June 29th, mm. uh, Sicario Two, which I am very much looking forward to because I am a huge Taylor Sheridan fan, um, and I love the first one. I just watched uh, Wind River. Maybe two weeks ago, loved it. Mm. Pretty much everything Sheridan's done, I've been on board with. So I, I will, I'll be all over that one. I'm, I'm thoroughly okay with Sheridan. I, I've, <laughs> I've watched, I watched Sicario. I enjoyed it. Uh, and I, the, the thing that sells me on Sheridan is that he's doing what I wish more people would do, and he's, and he's getting it out there. It, not the huge CGI spectacles. He's doing like small stories. Yeah. Sicario's kind of a bigger story, but they're small scale stories with real characters, and and the dialogue's good. And it's more the 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 drama stuff that I wish that more people would do. And I and I hope Sheridan inspires some of those uh, smaller budget, smaller story um, projects. And, and he's doing them very well. I've liked. I really like Taylor Howard. That was my favorite movie last year. Yeah, um, <clears throat> and I'd agree with you that on that. It wasn't a great year last year, but uh, that was definitely one of the best pictures of of the year by far. Yeah, you know what? That's halfway through the year. Why don't we uh, wait until next oh. talk hard and do the rest of the year? Tease it, tease it. Yeah, All right. mm. yeah. We'll go well, July through December uh, on the next episode. How's that? I- I didn't see Sicario one, and I'll be honest, I oh, do not it? like Taylor Swift at all. And you can't make wait, me like wait, her. Taylor, and I'm not gonna. Wait, I'm not, I don't. I don't think her music even no, fits t- that genre. Todd Taylor Sheridan. Would, I just wish she would stop. No Taylor. No Taylor Golly. Sheridan. I mean, it's like every big arena. All enough, Todd. right? Enough <laughs> of of that. Golly. Who she's no, dating this me. week, you know? You know, uh, yeah, man, I'm so it's, nauseous. It's not late enough for us to be doing that, guys. <laughs> it's so na- oh, nauseated. Todd, Todd just shot the layup <laughs> behind his back, didn't he? Yeah, he sure did. He shot the half court. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Noel, it's not that late. He was behind um, the back, too. 
<laughs> All right. I think, yeah, let's do the rest of that. One thing that is coming out in April. Um, so we'll do that. And then uh, after we'll do a force watch episode. And then the next one, when we get back together and talk news, we'll do the rest of 2018. But one thing that's coming out in April that uh, Scott, you just watched the trailer for, I've seen the trailer for, and I'm thoroughly looking forward to uh, this comes the day on the heels of the Royal rumble 2018, which I watched last night and it was fantastic. Very good pay-per-view um for a change because they uh, they're getting so watered down it's hard to get a good one that one was really good um but throughout it they really pushed this uh hbo documentary that's coming out in april about andre the giant and i am thoroughly looking forward to it because i've heard a lot of stories over the last few years about andre and that dude was a character but man he lived a very very difficult life and uh i can't wait to watch some people shed a little light on, on some of the stuff that he had to go through um, good and bad, but uh, um, I, he's just one of the most fast, fascinating um, characters. I think real life characters that, <laughs> that wrestling's ever had and being a big wrestling fan, I can't wait to watch his story. Either one of you all excited about it. I am. And I think, I think the world or the country at large is starting to wake up to just what amazing stories the lives of these guys are like you know i think it part of it started with the wrestler uh, and um people like darren aronofsky recognizing that and he he kind of built his own amalgamation in this character but you know it, it, the drama is so deep with these guys and the lives they live are so hard mm-hmm. and uh my goodness the the stories to be told uh, yeah. we, we we just saw it with Flair, and uh, that absolutely great thirty for thirty was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And and um, you're gonna see for different reasons this with Andre, and just the more so on the physical side, just how he was born, and and the condition he had, and his size, and kind of how that affected. But I mean, they they live hard and fast. Yeah, and uh, most of them yep. uh, aren't with us long enough. So I, I think you can go down a roster, man, and like the the stories that can be told um, with these people that we grew up with are it's almost never ending. The just really fascinating real life drama uh, that you can mm-hmm. get for this. So yeah, I'm looking forward to to it, and it looked great. Um, and you know, I I would I wouldn't be surprised for like I, it would be perfect fodder for a bio picture um these wrestlers and and a guy like flair but the problem is how do you how do you how do you find an actor that can match you know the charisma of oh, the yeah. real of the real thing yeah 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 nobody can play rick flair so but yeah, yeah. It, it the storytelling potential and most of it has to come through documentary but uh mm-hmm. i think it looks great yeah yeah, uh, Todd, are you looking forward to it at all? Because you're not as into wrestling as as we are. But Andre's such a right. larger than life figure. He did movies yeah. and yeah, I, I am looking forward to that. I think honestly, <laughs> I think it might be better than anything else that comes out the month of April. From yeah, the, you are not after all, but we just ran down. You are not lying. So yeah, so, I, yeah. I'm looking forward to it because I, I was I was a fan of his. I, mm-hmm. I watched, you know, I did watch him wrestle a little bit. I mean, I re- like I said, I remember him playing Bigfoot in Six Million Dollar Man. <laughs> right, so, yeah. you know, he's a he's a part of all our our childhoods. Yeah, yeah, and just the like it, he 
the WrestleMania three stories, the biggest, like the, one of the biggest moments ever in wrestling is, is Hulk slamming Andre, uh, getting him up and turning him over. Um, and man, the dude could barely walk when he did that match. And he was, he wanted so bad for Hulk Hogan to have that moment that he just, just about sheer will went in the, in the ring and, and tried to do the best he could. And Hogan tried to do the best he could with it. And, just to give him that moment just kind of shows you like the big heart that the dude had, but man, apparently he, he could be a pretty mean giant if he wanted to. (laughs) Yeah. And he knew nobody could do anything about it. And he knew Vince wasn't going to do anything about it because he was the money draw for 20 years. And so just the stuff that he would do just because he wanted to, or didn't want to, Mm. like, I hope that they touch on some of that stuff in the documentary because there's some great stories that are out there. So anyway, uh, look forward to that. All right, let's wrap it up with, I hope you all have these, <laughs> but let's wrap it up with a, uh, we're going to do something a little different. We did something for uh, Halloween where we all picked a uh, horror movie or a Halloween style movie that we all watched and we came together and we, we reviewed them and uh, then picked our favorites in order. So um, I thought we could do that again for Valentine's Day, but instead of... Uh, Instead of us picking the movies for Valentine's Day, I thought we would let our Valentines pick movies for us to watch. What a gift. So, what a gift yeah, to those yeah. ladies. So my wife, Christy, Scott's fiance Courtney, and Todd's wife, Blythe, have all picked movies for us to watch. None of us know what, what, what each other's uh, significant other has picked. So we're all hearing these for the first time. Um I'll go first, if you if you would like. I would like. Uh, Christy's got like maybe three movies that she loves, and probably top of that list is the one she picked for us, Pretty Woman. <laughs> mm. All right. Everybody excited? I, I I don't hate that actually. Okay. Hook her with the heart of gold, man. Hook her with the heart right. of gold. I hate. I hate Dreyfus or uh, I hate Richard Gere with uh, <laughs> with 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 the heat of a thousand suns. But uh, let's watch it. Okay, who's next? <laughs> Todd, do you have one yet? I know it, that uh... I do have one. Oh, okay. But, okay. She she, go, she submitted but, her pick. She did. I'll, right. But I'll go last. I'll let you go next. Oh, okay. Unless well, you just well, unless you're wanting to go last. I was I was going to bring the thunder last, but let, well, we, I'll we let can you go. bring. The thunder last then because I because I feel like your thunder is worth bringing. This this may not be this may be less thunderous. <laughs> well, we we just don't know, so, do we? We don't know. Uh, but uh, so Blythe's pick was my bloody Valentine, uh, which is a oh gosh, when is it? Nineteen eighty. It's nineteen eighty one horror flick, I think. Did so Blythe really pick that, Todd? Todd, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, Alan, will you please verify this? <laughs> scratch it. Just, just I'm texting Blythe right now. <laughs> she threw she threw several out, but I'm gonna go with her favorite, which is when Harry met Sally. Okay, all right. I, I like that. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. It's it's it's. I mean, it's it is it's kind of, it is a chick flick, but it's it's also a Rob Reiner comedy, which you can never go wrong with. There you go. Then yes, I am the one that's bringing the thunder. Here the we go. <laughs> Prepare 
Oh no, his son-in-law <laughs> for three and a half. <laughs> oh no! Prepare. No, 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 no. Uh, uh-uh. no. I know what you're gonna say, and I, I listen. I, I held off urinating for three and a half hours one time only, and I will never do it again. Uh, prepare oh. for three and a half hours. I hope I hope I know what you're getting ready to say when you sit down to watch Anne of Green Gables. Oh, oh man, okay, I good. was hoping for Titanic so I, hard. I'll oh, tell yeah. you what, I, I watched Anne of Green Gables a hundred times Compared before I ever Titanic, watched Titanic. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, would, that would have been the thunder. Yep. Uh, Anne of Green Gables, huh? Anne of Green Gables. I'll Which be ver- interested to version? see. Which version? The, the three and a half hour one, man. The uh, the 80s version. Okay. Are sure that's 3.5? No, I'm <laughs> not sure, but it's at least okay. three, I bet. Well, I was like, okay. okay, everybody. So when you play it along at home, we're watching uh, Pretty Woman, When Harry Met Sally, and Anne of Green Gables. Three hours, 19 minutes. Woo, boy. <laughs> Settle in. It's long. <laughs> There's an evening. <laughs> Gee. Yep. You, Jeez, you, asked, all right. you asked for it. I, 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 hey, that's that's what it's all about. So thanks, I Courtney. I honestly don't remember asking for it, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> all right. Uh, well, um, are you guys done? Are we ready to wrap this episode up? I, I'm ready to wrap it up. Wrap it. Uh, you got anything else you want to you want to bring this baby home with some more underwear stories? Man, I or, tell you what. Uh, you okay. All I'm, all I'm telling everyone out there is don't don't let whoever joe joe underwear public mm-hmm. tell you how to live your life and okay. don't let them don't let them say hey listen you know three 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 pairs 10 bucks that's that's your life now no you yeah. don't have to be you're not giving in well good for you no. todd i'm not and uh and don't insult uh, service people if you're taking a break just take it from me all right I, let's uh, I never let's will. get out of here we're, we'll be coming back next time with a Force Watch edition. Uh, we're going to get into the reanimator, per Todd Sheen's request. So uh, that'll be next episode. Look forward to that. For Scott Stafford, for Todd Sheen, this is Alan Martin reminding you to walk softly and talk hard. Well, I hope you come to see me in the movie. And I know that you will plainly see. Biggest fool that's ever hit the big time And all I gotta do is act naturally